Gentlemen, welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast. Today, we're going to talk about the myth of masculine and feminine energies. It's something I've heard about quite a bit, and we're going to break it down for you right after this on the Manlyhood Mancast. You can be a man of courage, of honor, of integrity. You can be the father, the husband, the leader that your family and your community needs. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Atcher. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Manlyhood Mancast. I'm your host, Josh Hatcher. And listen, I am so glad that you guys have been listening to the Manlyhood Mancast. We have hit a really important milestone for us, which is we've gone past 50,000 listens on our podcast itself. That doesn't include anybody who listens on the YouTube, but on the podcast, that's pretty cool. And it's something that we are excited about. And, uh, I really am excited about the fact that we can do even more than that. I think that it's been really cool to see as we've gathered listeners like you who've said, I want to grow and level up as a man, and I want to learn and I want to grow, and what's happening at Manlyhood is something that helps me do that. And I know that it helps me, Josh Hatcher, do that, and so it's exciting to be able to do this with you. Uh, You know, I'm not a young spring chicken. I'm 43. Now, some of you are like, well, that sounds like a young spring chicken to me. And some of you are like, dude, you're so old. But what I know is that I am always trying to learn and grow and get better and improve. And I have found that the community that is around Manlyhood has helped me to do that. The people that are connected with us in the Manlyhood Man Cave are men that want to help each other grow and that build each other up. So I am excited that you have been a part of this journey that we're taking together. And if you're not in that group, I encourage you, please go to Facebook, sign up for the group, and we'll be glad to have you there. And, you know, you can hop in there and share what you're struggling with. You can share what your victories are, and we're there to build each other up. Something awesome and something exciting to be a part of. Other things you need to be aware of, we have some pretty cool swag, like this shirt that I'm wearing right now, this Manlyhood hoodie along with quite a few other designs and colors and things like that that you can get at our Manlyhood store. So if you go to the Manlyhood store and you click on the ad at the top that says apparel, you can get some of the um, the clothing and items like mugs, things like that, that we've got available for you at an affordable price. We've also got some books and other resources that I've written and put together that you can get there as well. The myth of masculine and feminine energies on the Manlyhood Man cast with Josh Hatcher. So let's get right into it. Today's episode is the myth of masculine and feminine energies. So I've been in a lot of online discussions. I've even been in some really great podcast interviews, which some of them have aired, some of them will be airing in the future, and you'll hear a little bit more about this, where people teach and talk about this idea of a masculine and feminine energy. And it kind of blows my mind a little bit because I'm I think that words matter and the words that we use matter. And what happens when we define things this way is it creates this culture that just doesn't get it, that just doesn't work. 
So a lot of times people will talk about the masculine and feminine energy, and maybe they'll point to the yin and the yang symbol. I'm sure you're familiar with that, where you've got the black and the white, and inside of the black is a little bit of the white, and inside of the white is a little bit of the black. And they'll use this symbol to talk about the balance in life. Now, I do believe that life needs to be in balance, and I do believe that there might even be some things we can learn from the concept of the yin and the yang, right? But the problem with labeling things as masculine and feminine energies is that we completely misunderstand gender and how it works. First of all, masculine is those things and qualities that pertain to men. Feminine are those things and qualities that pertain to women. If you are masculine, you have all masculine qualities. Now, you may not always walk in those. You may struggle with identifying or understanding those. You may want to have feminine qualities. But that doesn't mean that you have femininity in you. I do not believe that. And what happens is we start to lump things together, like creativity or writing poetry or We'll, we'll picture that versus craftiness or um, handiness or strength or the ability to lead a, a an army, right? And we'll look at maybe being a good cook and we'll say that that's a feminine energy or being a good father who nurtures and changes diapers and we'll say that that's a feminine energy. And guys, that is baloney. And in the same way, a woman, right? A woman who is strong and who can lead, or a woman who is powerful or brave, she's also feminine, 100%. We have to stop taking these qualities and making them specifically masculine or specifically feminine. Now, a man is going to nurture in a masculine way. He's not being feminine when he's a nurturer, He's nurturing in a feminine or in a masculine way. That's what a man does, right? So a man is going to be a good father. He's going to take care of his children. He's going to not be afraid to take care of them and do some of the things that maybe, maybe a woman might typically do, but he's going to do it in a way that a man does it. And a woman, maybe it's a single mom and she's going to step up and she's going to try to be mom and dad to her kid. But guess what? She can only be mom because she's a woman. That is what she's been given. That is the gender she's been given. That's the energy that she has been given. Now, she may be tough and she may be a stern disciplinarian or she may be brave and strong and bold and and pull on the things that she sees in men to try to convey that to her son or her daughter. But what she is doing is she is doing those things in a feminine way. What we have done is we have culturally tried to explain away and and pigeonhole activities or behaviors or character traits as a feminine energy or a masculine energy, and we say that only women can be nurturers. Only men can be warriors and brave and strong. And if a woman does it, then she's pulling from what is masculine inside of her, and that's why she's bold and brave and strong. Or if a man does it, he's pulling from his feminine energies, which is why he's tender and gentle. No, that's baloney. That is baloney. Stop making up stuff. (laughs) 
Stop redefining things to fit your own cultural narrative. This is dangerous, guys. Now, I believe that, yes, a man is bold and courageous. I also think women are bold and courageous. I think that a man does it in a masculine way and a woman does it in a feminine way. And it's important to not assume that a man who is more gentle or more tender is somehow more feminine. Now, there is a such thing as being effeminate, which is a man who acts and behaves intentionally like a woman, right? He intentionally changes his mannerisms, or maybe he's not even doing it intentionally. Maybe he's had no masculine role models to shape and model and show what it means to act like a man or talk like a man or walk like a man. And so he then is modeling what he is learning from women, and that would be effeminate. And generally... Most men that are masculine don't appreciate that when they see it. I think it's important to not judge to the place where we're like, oh, well, he walks a little bit, you know, frou-frou. All right, come on. That just happens sometimes, especially in the world that we're living, where we have a lack of masculinity, right? We have a lack of fathers teaching their sons how to be. We have a culture that tells us that it's good for the boy to become a girl. And so we have to be kind, at least in our approach to this. You know, you don't want to just knock your son around until he learns how to walk like a man. That's not going to teach him how to be less effeminate. That's not how this works, and that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, when it comes to being masculine... And to behaving like a man, it is not necessarily bootstraps and red flannel, lumberjack, bearded men. You know, I want you to picture two people in your mind. I want you to picture Mr. T, and I want you to picture Mr. Rogers. Two men, very different, right? Your picture of Mr. T bold, burly, masculine, right? Very masculine, hyper-masculine almost. You know, muscled up, tough, warrior-like. And your picture of Mr. Rogers is gentle, kind, loving, soft-spoken. But what happens is we focus on that difference Neither of those two men were effeminate. Mr. Rogers isn't espousing feminine energy. No, Mr. Rogers is gentle. And that's also manly. Mr. T is tough. That's also manly. Both of them have more in common than they are different, though. Mr. is both their first names. <laughs> I know, it's not really their first names. Uh, they both had a passion for children's television and educating children. They both loved their mama, right? They both prayed to Jesus and encouraged children to do good things. This was the things that they had in common. You know, if you watch Mr. Rogers on the Senate floor as he fought to save funding for public television, for children's public television, he fought like a warrior. 
standing up there boldly telling Congress that this was something worth spending money on and they need to stop spending money on stupid things and spend money on this. Whether or not you agree with that, his point was he was bold and he was courageous in his way. These things, both of these men, are masculine. And we have to stop defining things that might not be the ideal Hollywood Lone Ranger John Wayne picture of a man and understand that masculinity itself is broad. Okay? There can be a man who might not be as hairy or as muscular or as reckless or as violent as another man, and he's still a good man. And it's not a bad thing. The same is true of women. There might be a woman who is more tomboyish, who likes to climb trees, or who likes to farm. I'm going to tell you what, some of the most feminine women I know are farm girls who could beat the living snot out of any man that I know. They're tough. Those girls throw bales of hay, they ride horses, they dig ditches, they drive tractors, they shoot guns, some of them chew snuff and they drink Budweiser. Farm girls are tough. And that doesn't make them less feminine, right? They're tough in a feminine way. I think this is so important to understand and to know and to wrap our brains around because so many men will, well, and women too, so many people these days will paint this picture that somehow you need to get in touch with your feminine side. And by that, they mean you need to be more sensitive. You need to be more loving. You need to be more caring. You may need to be more loving you may need to be more caring, and you may need to be more sensitive to the people around you. That does not make you feminine. You do those things in a masculine way. I think it's important that we define our words carefully. We have this discussion a lot with the words toxic masculinity and the way that you put those two words together and what you've done is you've erased the entire concept of masculinity in our culture and replaced it with the idea that all masculinity is toxic. Whether or not they meant that, that's what they ended up creating, right? And so the words that we use are important and how we use them are important. So when we talk about this myth here of the masculine and the feminine energies, it's important to understand that as a man, you do not have a woman inside of you. You have no feminine side. You're a man. You're a male. You are masculine. And if you are a woman, you are female. You are a woman. You are feminine. This is important. This is not wrong. This is the way you were created. This is good. This should be celebrated and appreciated. And it does not mean that any particular behavior or attitude is necessarily against what it means to be a man. Um, you know, I, I do think there are things that men should and shouldn't do, and there are things women should and shouldn't do. You know, I, I don't think men should wear dresses. I just, I, I have never subscribed to GQ magazine, but I've started getting it in the mail. And I picked up this month's edition, and it's like the men of the year, and on the cover is Tom Holland. Great. Good for you, Tom Holland. And then you turn the page in there, and you see Lil Nas X, and he's wearing dresses on every page. And I'm like, okay, this is not what it means to be a man of the year. I don't think that should be the case. 
I don't think that's what we need. I don't think we need a uh, a rapper who dry humps Satan in a music video to be the man of the year, okay? I, I don't believe that. Maybe we need to make a Manlyhood man of the year and start naming our own. What do you think, guys? Uh, if you've got nominations for that, why don't you head to the Manlyhood Man Cave and tell me? Who do you think should be the real men of the year this year, guys? Let's let's do that. Send me an email, mail at joshhatcher.com, and we'll put a list together, and we'll see who you guys think should be man of the year. But I'm going to tell you guys, yes, I believe that there are things that men shouldn't do and things women shouldn't do and things men should do and things women should do. I believe these things, but I also know and understand that when it comes to your character and it comes to your, your personality and it comes to these things, there are things that are not necessarily masculine or feminine. They're just things that exist. And the way that you do them is expressed through your identity of your gender. We're living in a world where people don't want to identify with their gender. And that's probably because there's something broken. They've been told lies. They've been fed a bunch of baloney. And... It's up to us to make sure that we teach our children that they are loved and they are important, even if they believe lies and baloney, that they matter to us. Our children are important. We don't kick them out just because they get this idea in their head that's wrong. But it's important that we teach them, especially when they're young, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. We model it. We show it. Children learn their gender identity, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. They learn this from their fathers. Is it any wonder that we're having a problem as a culture understanding these things? Yes, we both learn from our mothers as well, but that entire concept of who we are and where we fit in the world, we learn from our fathers. And we have a lot less fathers active in their children's lives today. So there's going to be a lot more people struggling to know and understand that. You can still learn it without a father in your life. I know many men who have. I know many women who have, but it's a lot harder, and there's a lot more people that are struggling to understand it because they don't have that good, solid example in their life. So I want you to think about the people in your life, whether they're your kids or the kids in your neighborhood or whoever that you need to set an example for. Show them what it means to be a man. A man can cry. A man can kick butt. A man can write poetry, and a man can work hard and pay the bills. They're going to do it in a way that is masculine. It's not about masculine or feminine energies. That's a myth. I don't buy it. And you're never going to convince me otherwise. It's about us being unique to who we are, the way that we've been made, and the ways that we've been gifted, and operating in that understanding and within that framework. That makes a lot more sense to me than the idea that somebody crammed two people into one body, a male and a female, and you have both energies. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. I don't buy it. Anyway, guys, that's what's on my heart. That's what's on my mind. I hope it gives you something to think about. If you're like, hey, I completely disagree with you, that's fine. Send me an email. I'm okay with that. Hop in the Manlyhood Man Cave on Facebook and weigh in. Let's have a discussion if you disagree with it. That's fine, too. I'm totally open to discussion and disagreement. Whether you identify as a man, a woman, or something else, we can disagree and we can care about each other and still be kind. So let's talk about it. If you really want to talk about it, I'm open to that. 
Anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening in to this episode of the Manlyhood Mancast. Please, if you like this episode, if it resonates with you, hop on to our iTunes page and leave us uh, a five-star review and leave us a comment there. Leave a review about why you appreciate the Manlyhood Mancast and what you've got out of it. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment, like, subscribe to our channel. These things tell YouTube that what we're doing is valuable so that they see it and they recognize and know and share it with more people. And really, no matter where you're listening to the podcast, please take a minute and share this with somebody that you know could relate to it, that would understand it, that would connect with what we're doing here at Manlyhood. I love you guys. I appreciate you and I care about you. And I'll see you next time. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. Men, you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for Manlyhood.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast. Cast.